the ARC Podcast, where we're going to be talking about books, authors, and the mysteries of the publishing world. I'm Adam Sabados, and I'm here with my friend Joy Fabry. <laughs> keep wanting to say Fabry because I've trained myself not to say that. That's so, right. Of well, course, while we're recording our first podcast, I questioned it right before I said your name. That is okay. Most people in the publishing world actually do call me the same thing because of the famous Chris Fabry, who authors quite a few of our books, but I don't mind being associated with him. We're recording from the Tyndale House Publishers offices in Carroll Stream. We've got a nice window overlooking some neighborhoods, and it's a sunny day, so we're ready to record our episode one of The Ark. Hopefully there'll be hundreds more to come. Yes, and we're so glad you joined us today. We know that your time is valuable, but we think you'll really find these podcasts to be interesting. So today, we just wanted to start out by telling you a little bit about ourselves, who we are, what we do, and how we've come to be where we are today. Joy, do you want to tell people who you are and how they might know you at Tyndale? Sure. I would like to consider myself a Digi hostess. So all things digital is where I thrive. And you might know me as the editor of Tyndale Rewards. Tyndale Rewards is a program where you can earn free books and free Bibles by participating in surveys, social media, and telling us a little bit more about how we can serve you. So my goal in life is to make people feel as valuable as they are and loop them in to what's going on at Tyndale. And you might know me as one of the voices of the Tyndale social media uh, accounts. So if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, um, you've probably read my posts. And also, let's see, if you've ever joined the summer reading program or been to a convention, uh, you may have met me. If you listen to this, say hi to me on, on Tyndale social media platforms. So to help you get to know Joy and I a little bit more, we decided we're going to do a little Q&A with each other, and I threw a curveball at Joy this morning. Hmm. She came up with some questions, and I cut them up and put them in a hat. So we're going to ask them randomly to each other. There's some book-related, some not. I threw a couple mystery questions in there. So uh, this will give you a chance to get to know us. So Joy... Would you like to answer a question or ask a question first? I'd like to ask one. Okay, Adam, is go that to the right hat. You? This is literally, okay. a, literally a top hat full <laughs> of is. questions. So Adam, I'm gonna, I'll let, let you choose. Oh, Don't okay. look. So I'll, I'll choose the question. Uh-huh. And okay, and give it to me. Here we go. Okay, Adam. <clears throat> what is your favorite book from your childhood? Oh, this, now this is a question I came up with and now mm-hmm. I'm blanking on what a good answer is. Probably, this is a good one, uh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Hmm. It was one of the first books that I got from the library, like one of the first thick books I got from the library mm-hmm. myself that didn't have anything to do with school, and I read it in my room by myself in the evenings. And uh, ever since, that's something I enjoy doing. I love that. I, You know, that's a great question, and I was thinking of my answer. And the first one that came to mind was Harold and the Purple Crayon. And I don't know if any of you in the audience are familiar with that, but it's about a little boy who starts on a blank page and has a purple crayon. And throughout the book, he draws 
all of these environments and scenarios and eventually he is led to bed with little moon through the window. <laughs> well, I was so inspired by this book that I took my own crayon, it was orange, and I drew all over the wall thinking that I could be a little Miss Harold with an orange crayon and um, I can tell you it did not turn out as well as it did for Harold. Wow. So, so what, what age group is this book? Um, probably for three-year-olds. Okay. So I have a two-year-old, so maybe I'll look yeah. for that, that book. <laughs> Make sure you yeah. don't give him any crayons <laughs> along with that. Okay. Your boss may be taking a beating for it. <laughs> you can uh, choose the next question okay. and I'll ask it. It's a big, it's a big paper, so yeah. here we go. Oh, here's a good one. You'll like this one. Okay. If money wasn't a concern and you could live anywhere for one year, where would you live? Oh, goodness. That is a great question. I'm sure all of us have probably an answer for that. Um, I would like to live in a beach house on the beach in San Diego. Oh. I'm from San Diego, and I grew up going to a beach house in Santa Barbara, actually, which is about five hours from where I lived. and. Some of my fondest memories are waking up, seeing the dolphins swimming out in the water, or going to bed, hearing the waves, or finding starfish and sand dollars along the shore, and um, spending late nights with bonfires with family. So that, of course, a very expensive dream, but one that I would take <laughs> if finances weren't considered. Mm. Mine would also be uh, pretty expensive, but it's a the other coast, so um, New York City is where I would live, Manhattan or Brooklyn or something like that. Hmm. Um, I, in college, I probably went to New York for weekend trips. I, I went to college in Ohio and it was about an eight, six to eight hour trip, probably 10 or 15 times over my four years at college. I went with friends, stayed with a friend and would go see Broadway shows or eat interesting foods or go to museums. So if I could, um, if I could live somewhere, that's that's where I'd go. I feel like it's a place with endless opportunities of things to do and food mm. and theater mm -hmm. to watch and art to see. So my turn yes. to pick another one? Okay. Okay. Adam? Yes? If you could do one thing to permanently change the world, oh, what boy. would it be? Wow. <laughs> I know. I wrote this question. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, I don't even know if I have an answer to it. Um, one thing. Um, I would... This is really simple. I would just stop all wars. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a great start and would allow people to work together better. I agree. I agree. There's so much that comes from wars, too. I think my choice would be to encourage and equip people to understand who they are so they can live the best that they can live and reach their potential. I think there are so many people that are talented and gifted individuals, but either because of lack of education about themselves or lack of opportunity, they're not able to realize those gifts. And because of that, either self-esteem goes down and manifests itself in very poor behavior, or the self-esteem is falsely high without much to say for it. And that would probably lead to a lot of other changes mm -hmm. like ending war yeah. probably too. I agree with Maybe you. by the time we're done with this podcast you'll have a book that you can write yourself. Who knows? <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, your I'm turn. Pick one. Okay. <clears throat> Who was your hero growing up? 
I have a few fictional heroes, but I think I will stick with the real hero, and that would be my grandmother. She lived in California, and I was always fascinated by how she made friends. She would go into the grocery store or she would go to the farmer's market and everyone she saw, whether she had met them before or not, she would strike up a conversation and at the end of it, that person would end up feeling much better about themselves than maybe they had from the beginning. So I always said to her, even when I was a child, I said, if you were my age, Grandma, we would be best friends. <laughs> and to this day, I still wish I was as tall as her. She's 5'8", I'm only 5'7 and a quarter, and that was my dream, to be as tall as my grandma. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> or I can just put on heels and, you know, that works just as well. Man, I wish I had an answer that good. I was just going to say uh, Bo Jackson. Oh. Who was well. a... <laughs> <laughs> That's who, fun uh, too, Adam. Was, if you don't know, he... You should Google him. Um, he's got some great YouTube vid videos out there, but he played both football and baseball at the same time professionally. And I, I had probably 50 Bo Jackson uh, baseball and football cards. Okay, Adam, My... you pick? What is your favorite, or I should say, who is your favorite fictional character and why? I'm a big Star Wars fan, Ooh. so I'm going to go with Luke Skywalker, and I may or may not make the connection, uh, some people make the connection, and, and I neither confirm nor deny that my son, whose name is Luke, is named after Luke Skywalker. <laughs> well, you know, my brother's name is Luke, too, and for the first two years of his life, everyone would come up to him saying, Luke, Luke, who's your father? <laughs> yes. So I'm sure... People do that. Yeah, maybe they've done that. It doesn't too. help that I bought him a lot of Star Wars shirts, mm -hmm. so that probably doesn't help. He that. wears them proudly. One yeah. day he will be as big a fan. Yeah. And you know, I mean, the positive thing is that you named him after the hero of yeah. the whole story. That's true. So <laughs> he That's can true. be proud. And he's coming back, not to do an advertisement for a movie, but uh, okay. he'll be back in December in the new movie. So. Yes, there you go. Too bad Luke's so young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I think Christian in Pilgrim's Progress is one of mine. And I think it's just because Christian is the symbol of all of us as we journey towards the heavenly gates and we go through struggles, ups and downs, joys and sorrows. And Pilgrim's Progress really helps us understand why we're here and gives validation to the journey we're on. Mm -hmm. I like how we have a good balance of like, yes. really serious... <laughs> really corny stuff for and me. And that's probably how <laughs> you'll um, see these podcasts now and again is I tend to be a little bit more serious and um, Adam's great to kind of pull me out of that. So let's pick another All right, one. next question. Yeah, I'll just pick one. You, re you read it? Okay, here we go. Okay. Oh, how did you come to work at Tyndale? Oh, great question. Well, I, like I said, am from San Diego and moved out here when I was 18 years old to go to Wheaton College. I majored in interpersonal communication and studied at Wheaton for three years. And then when I graduated, I was looking for jobs and the main criteria that I had was to work for an organization for which I could believe in their mission. And Tyndale really stood out to me as they seek to minister to the spiritual needs of people primarily through literature consistent with biblical principles. And I interviewed for a part-time publicity assistant and was hired on in August. 
and have had a few positions here and uh, worked in public relations until the following May and then joined the advertising and promotions team of which I am still a part of and am now the digital marketing specialist. And I still live in the Wheaton area and find Tyndale to be the perfect place for me. I went to school and grew up in Ohio, went to school college there. After college, I moved to California, Los Angeles, with Hollywood hopes and dreams. I worked there for about two years. Worked, I worked at a theater, like a live stage theater, doing backstage stuff and working in the box office, which was fun. But in that time, I decided that it wasn't for me living out there. So I had some friends that were moving near Chicago, so I decided it was a good, good opportunity for me to change locations, get a little bit closer to home, and I was here for about a month and Tyndale stood out to me right away. I was already familiar with some of the products and the Bibles um, and I applied for a customer service job which I ended up getting. So I worked in customer service for two years and then got a chance to also join the publicity team as the publicity assistant. So Joy and I both had that job for a short period of time. I actually only had the job for two weeks and then was asked to join the our marketing services department full-time to work with the publicity team also the conventions and also ebooks and then a little bit with the advertising and promotions team and then I was given a, a chance to join the advertising and promotions team where I still work now Adam why don't you pick the next one okay you can read it. okay here we go what was the last book you read? You know, I read Scary Close by Donald Miller. And oh. that is not a book published by Tyndale, though I wish it was. <laughs> and it was a book about how Donald Miller learned to become vulnerable in relationships. And he got married recently. It was his first marriage. And he's in his young 40s. And I just found it to be really refreshing to find someone of such stature and respect to admit that he struggles with insecurity and with questions and uncertainties, and that gave me validity as someone that, who is not famous um, to work through those things and examine how I do relationships. And I found it to be really encouraging. It was a great read. What about you, Adam? What last, books? Yeah. In the tradition of us being opposites, the last book I read was a fiction book called huh. The Martian. Hmm. Um, it's actually going to be a movie later this year starring Matt Damon, nice. but it's about this team of astronauts who go to Mars. I won't spoil anything, don't worry. They go to Mars and one of the guys gets left behind. What's your favorite part about working for a publisher? Interesting. I like knowing the full process of things. Anything that I get interested in, I like knowing every part of it, like how movies are made, how cars are made, whatever. I like learning about how authors submit books and get picked and then everything down to how they choose the paper for printing or how the designers <clears throat> choose what's on the cover. I just like learning about the whole process. I feel like I learn something new you know, every year that I work here. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the process is evolving as well mm -hmm. as we're trying to understand the market and the felt needs of our consumers, of our readers, what they're interested in. And depending on the year, the seasons, current events, the authors we acquire, all of those things go into that. I would say for me, I like understanding the heart behind the book. And in a previous role, I was able to have calls with authors. And Adam still has the privilege of doing this for one of our teams. 
And rather than just reading the words on the page, you actually hear the voice behind the themes. And to me, that is so rewarding and invigorating. It motivates me to get the message of this author, their family, friends, community, out to other people who might be encouraged by it. It really gives us value and purpose to what we do. And of course, as a Bible publisher, it's really spreading the Word of God, which is even more incredible. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can get some of these authors on this podcast to share their books and their passion behind their stories with you, and also maybe some of the editors as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Looks like we only have two more, Adam. Oh, man, we're getting down, down, down to it here. Yeah. What book would you like to see made into a movie? To go on a more serious note, to be consistent, um, I would like to see Till We Have Faces by C.S. Lewis Mm, made into a movie. And this book was a fascinating read for me. I tend to read nonfiction books that have very deep meaning to it, and it was an interesting experience for me to have a fiction book have such deep meaning. And for those of you who haven't read it, it's really the retelling of a myth of Cupid and Psyche. And C.S. Lewis touches on uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, without so many words, is saying, now we see in a mirror dimly, but one day face to face, we will know as we are truly known. And that's a promise we have as believers. And to me, he just did an artful rendition of these two sisters going back and forth and the tension in their relationship and the emotions surrounding it and how ultimately we as humans aren't complete and we're longing for something that we don't yet have but that we can hope for in Christ. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So the book I chose is called My Imaginary Jesus and it's actually a Tyndale book. Uh, It's by Matt Michelados and Um, It's a fictional parable of sorts. Uh, Matt, the author, um, he's the main character of the book, and he goes on an adventure to find the real Jesus. Along the way, he meets these different fake Jesuses who are meant to represent the characteristics that Christians often give Jesus that he may possess some parts of or there's some extreme examples like there's a Harley Jesus who shows up in a leather jacket and he's tattooed and tough and there's a prosperity Jesus who just says you need to pray about it and uh, you'll get anything you need so Matt is on this uh, journey to find who the real Jesus is and I I think it would be an interesting movie because you could see these different characters he interacts with on his quest to find out who Jesus really is because Jesus is who he is. He's not who we say he is. Okay, one more. Last question. All right, Adam. Why are you interested in doing this podcast? Oh, wow. Perfect. You would think we planned that to be the last question, but we didn't. It was just a coincidence, but that's the perfect last question. I just wanted to have fun doing a podcast. I love podcasts, and I think that we have a lot of great content and ideas and authors that we can introduce through a podcast and I thought this was a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah I agree with you Adam. I love when we can make the Tyndale story and the Tyndale products more personal and I find that when relationships are formed with real people then there's a greater investment and commitment to the mission and I think it's just going to be fun for Adam and I 
to get to know you. We want to know who you are, what you're interested in, come up with topics and conversations that you're interested in listening to. So we'd love your feedback. If you have any ideas, please let us know on Facebook and Twitter, uh, like Adam said. And um, we're looking forward to many more episodes to come. Well, thanks for joining us on our first episode of The Arc. To find future episodes, you can follow along at the Tyndale blog, or I highly recommend subscribing to our podcast feed on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and type in The Arc, and we'll be one of the first things that pop up. So until next time, thank you for listening.